This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome back to this monthly look at all things AE or Artist Edition. This podcast covers verbally what we cover in print at the Artist Edition Index, which can be located at comicbookdaily.com slash aeindex or at aeindex.org. Visit us there daily for shipping changes, news, updates to what is coming to us. Let's jump right into this month's look at what happened last month. Uh, Each month, uh, the first Friday of the month, we look at previously what happened in the previous month, and that would be January 2017. Uh, The big news for January, uh, as we talked about last month's podcast, was the Scott Dunbeer Awards, which is voting on your best artist editions by category, uh, design, production, scanning, uh, overall favorite, favorite publisher. And that voting was opened from January 1st, 2017 to January 31st. Closed on the 31st and it was posted yesterday. Let's take a look at those results Um, by category. So best design, winner of that was Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection. John Lind was the designer and editor on that book. It received 46.3% of the vote. That was a landslide. Uh, following up second place was Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition with 14.6%, so that's quite a big gap. Best Reproduction and Scanning Quality, winner of that category, Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection. John Lind was the editor on that one. It won with 39% of the vote. Uh, In second place, uh, quite a distance, we have a three-way tie at 12.2%. Batman The Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller Gallery Edition, Graham Ingalls EC Stories Artist Edition, and Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition. Favorite material. We had a tie for favorite material at 19.5%. And that was Batman The Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller Gallery Edition, and Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition. Scott Dummier was the editor on the Jack Kirby book, and Bob Chapman was the editor on the Dark Knight Returns book. It's nice to see a tie, and uh, we keep seeing Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor appear. Um, just uh, now here, it's got a win, it had a few second place placements. But uh, that was the first uh, win for Graffiti Designs or and IDW. Best overall. With 26.8% of the vote, Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, Kitchen Sink Books. So there is a three wins for that book. At a second place at 19.5%, no surprise here, Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition. So there it is again. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Best publisher, 78% of the vote goes to IDW, followed with a second place of 12.2% graffiti designs. Wow, that is a big gap. I'm not quite sure what motivates that 
voting? Is it just sheer volume? Um, Dark Horse didn't have many books. Dynamite had one book, and they got zero. <coughs> Excuse me. Kitchen Sink books with, I mean, a landslide of three uh, category wins, but they only received 7.3% of the vote. And then the uh, questionable uh, item <laughs> as uh, former uh, comic book daily writer Anthony Falcone said, you know, most award uh, ceremonies or most awards don't have a most disappointing category, but I like to put it in just to see what people thought. And the winner of that was none. Everyone was a winner at 39%. So of those people who voted, 39% said there was no disappointing books, which is really great to see. Second place at 19.5%, Marvel covers the Modern Era Artist Edition. Which is hard to uh, understand how that got most disappointing. Uh, it's a book strictly with scans. There's uh, scans of covers. There's no stories. And every scan was clean and clear. Uh, no issues with any of the scanning or the production. It was a very nice put together book. Uh, possibly they were disappointed that there was two regular shipping covers. Uh, I'm not a fan of... Uh, double covers or variant covers, I, I don't see the point. If the content in this in the book is exactly the same, why change the front? Why not present one book, one cover, and let people get that? Oh, well. <coughs> Excuse me. It seems I always have a cough every time I do this show. You know, looking at these awards, it's interesting to look back and see what got zero votes. And, uh, I mean, it's odd. Uh, for Best Design, I mean, we get zero for Best of DC War Artist Edition, Girl Power, Amanda Connor Gallery Edition, and Sam Keith's The Max Artist Edition. For Best Reproduction and Scanning Quality, zeros again. Best of DC War Artist Edition, Girl Power, Amanda Connor Gallery Edition, and Marvel Covers The Modern Era Artist Edition. No votes. Favorite Material, zeros again for Best of DC War Artist Edition, Girl Power, Amanda Connor Gallery Edition, Jose Gonzalez's Vampirella Art Edition, Sam Keith's The Maxed Artist Edition, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Kevin O'Neill Gallery Edition. That was a whole lot of zeros in that favorite material category. And then best overall, zeros again. Al Williamson's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Artist Edition, Best of DC War Artist Edition, Mike McDonald's The Amazing Screw-On-Head Artist Edition, and Sam Keith's The Max Artist Edition. I can't believe that consistently Best of DC War Artist Edition got no votes. And then Girl Power, Amanda Connor Gallery Edition, did get some votes in that Best Overall category, 2.4%. But otherwise, a whole lot of zeros. People apparently were not fond of Best of DC War Artist Edition or Girl Power, Amanda Connor Gallery Edition. I thought both books were quite nice. Best of DC War was a really nice collection of material that I'm not sure we would have seen otherwise. And it's one of those companion books where we saw a variety of artists. And then Girl Power, I, I realize it's Graffiti Designs. It's a modern era book. Um, graffiti has had promised when they initially launched their line that we'd see the Green Lantern, Green Arrow uh, story by Neil Adams. That has uh, just not appeared. They've done the rest of the books they promised at the beginning, Ronin, Sandman. And then the other books have been announced really slowed down their schedule, but it's surprising to see that no love for girl power. And that missed most disappointing category. I think we'll continue that again. Uh, next year, the awards will continue on. So expect to see the uh, same voting to begin uh, January 1st, 2018. But uh, that time I will 
add an opportunity for people to check off which books they bought that year. Uh, in the comments of the uh, voting post, there was some discussion about um, how this voting was going to work because very few people buy every artist edition. Um, as far as I know, there's two of us on the Marvel Masterworks um, forum thread for artist editions that buy every one. But uh, otherwise, it's quite subjective then. But I mean, what voting isn't subjective? If I only purchased one book in 2016 and I had waited and I loved Frank Miller's Sin City, the Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, and that was the book I bought and I read the incisive and uh, reviews on Comic Book Daily under the AE Index. Yes, shameless plug for my reviews, but I do review every one of them. And I, I looked at all the material and I said, no, this is the one I had to have. Then obviously that person is going to vote best overall for that book. And they may vote for the other categories as well. But that doesn't mean their vote is any less important. Yes, an informed vote would be one that had every one of these books and had read every one of these books, but that's very rarely the case. All right, that's it for the results, please go on to comicbookdaily.com slash aeindex or aeindex.org and take a look at those yourself. Some nice uh, pie charts up there. Last month as well, we had a letter asking about the AE formats and how they are. And I talked about how I was going to put a post up that discussed defining the AE formats. And that is exactly what I did. I put up a post aptly named defining the AE formats. And I went through the three formats that AE encompasses. So the first one is Artist Edition, and also under that banner can be the Gallery Edition, Art Edition, Original Art Edition, Original Art Archives, Studio Edition, Apex Edition, and Archival Edition. That's covering every name from every publisher currently available and announced. And those books are a collection of stories that scan the original art and print it at its original full size. Now those stories may not be complete, there may be some missing issue, some missing pages, but those are generally scanned from whatever the material the publisher can get and they're put in for completion so that you can get the entire story. Then we have the Artifact Edition, which is the same format as the Artist Edition, which is original art scanned and printed at its original size. But the Artifact Edition does not contain full stories. It contains whatever pages can be found from generally that series or art or series of issues. Uh, the first one that was released was The Watchman. And uh, it's, a, it's a very sporadic uh, page count, but it's what was available at the time. And lastly, we have the Artisan Edition. And that is uh, a scanning and printing of original art pages, but at a reduced size. Um, so far, I think we've seen them all at about 8 by 12. The, uh, the IDW volumes are 8 by 12, and as well, we had the um, uh, art of Simon and Kirby Studios from Abrams. I think it was the same size. I'll have to check that. As well, we've had Wally, Wallace Wood presents uh, Shattuck original art edition. Now, that's from Fantagraphics, that was a reduced size. And I don't remember the measurements of that, but there is a review on the AE index. Which, uh, so there you go again. So AE 
goes for Artist Edition, Artifact Edition, and Artisan Edition. Let's hope they don't introduce another format. I think they're running out of what they can use the A for. Um, moving along, we can talk about shipping changes. Now, as we closed out last year, there was a lot of question about when books would be happening. We had six books that had been solicited for 2016, but then had moved on, not appeared. Since then, um, we had two published in January of 2017. That was uh, Chris Somney's Daredevil Artist Edition and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition. Uh, both of those reviewed uh, on the index, and we'll be discussing those at the uh, latter half of this episode. But for those changes that have come, um, Storinko, Nick Fury, and Captain America Artist Edition, the long outstanding, actually I think the longest outstanding Artist Edition, uh, had a sh date of January 25th. That has been moved on to um, June 28th, 2017, which is the midway mark for Diamond and which I categorize as to be determined. Another change was Alex Toth's Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition. That was... Uh, in, solicited in December, then it was changed to February 8th, and now it's been moved to February 22nd. Now that puts it in line with the Michael W.M. Kaluta's Starstruck Artist Edition, which has always had an original solicitation date of February 22nd. I would say since Alex Toast's Bravo for Venture was moved to that date, uh, it's pretty solid that the Starstruck Edition will not be appearing on that date. And historically, uh, these books are one to two months late from their initial scheduled date, so I think for February, uh, we're going to have the two artist editions. Uh, one already came out this week, which was the uh, America's Best Comics artist edition. I think we'll see this uh, Alex Toast Bravo for Adventure at the end of the month. That's it for shipping changes. Other than the, well, other than our new solicitation, which is Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor, The Return of Beta Ray Bill Artist Edition. That has been uh, announced and has been solicited for a June 21st release date. That is an exciting new edition with of Walter Simonson's work. I think he's the most covered artist at this point in these format books. Jack Kirby, close second. But uh, Simonson keeps all his original art. Doesn't sell very much of it. So he's got it all from his career and uh, is a nice uh, opportunity for publishers to return to that well again and again for more material. Let me read you the publisher's blurb. The fate of Earth and Asgard hang in the balance as Thor, Beta Ray Bill, and tons of guest stars do battle Surtur and his horde of invading demons. The second Thor artist edition by the legendary comics creator Walter Simonson, featuring six complete issues of The Mighty Thor, number 349 to 354. As with all artist editions, each page of art scanned from the original art, in this case from Simonson's personal archives. Simonson's first Thor artist edition won the prestigious Eisner Award and has gone through multiple printings. Don't miss what promises to be an extraordinary book. Solicited at 160 pages, 12 by 17, the standard modern art size, and $125 price tag. As we discussed earlier, beginning with uh, the Kaluta book, IDW has moved to a hard retail price now on their on these books. Previously, they had a net cost for um, retailers, and then the retailer could set the price. But of course, IDW always set the price on their website for selling direct to the consumer, so comic shops felt like they needed to follow that price. 
or just you know not get a sale. Uh, IW has dropped that now. They have a set price. It's going to be printed on the uh, on the book now, or on the outside of the book uh, in the uh, cardboard case. And the retailer gets a set discount. It's interesting to note that the cover that has been offered for this Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor, The Return of Beta Ray Bill Artist Edition, which may be the longest uh, title at this point for a book of the Artist Edition format, uh, the cover is using uh, an image that appeared as the cover for the second printing of the Thor, original Thor Artist Edition. So we'll see if that gets changed or if they continue on with that. Um, I mean, they could feature any cover, but uh, if it's within that range of issues that they're including, and they probably want to feature Beta Ray Bill, so we'll have to see how that goes. Either way, cover looks great. It's the same design. Uh, I assume it's Randall Dahl because he designed the first one, designed the first one, and it's uh, following his design very closely, just with different colors. Uh, looks really good. All right. That was our solicitations for the month. Let's discuss sales now because we're discussing January 2017 and the AE news of that month. Then the sales we'll be looking at are December 2016 sales. And no artist editions were sold in December 2016, as we all know. We just hung and waited for those to come out, which didn't happen. One book was sold, though, and that is the Jack Kirby Pencils and Inks Artisan Edition. Uh, the full review is available on the index, so pop by and take a look if you haven't read it already. But it reached number 100 in the top 300 count from Diamond, and it sold 1,130 copies. Now, this book was available from online retailers such as Amazon, who currently has it on a 3144 USD, which is quite a discount. I've got I know that because there's a link on the on the sales page that I uh, I like to do the uh, affiliate links to Amazon on uh, reviews if I can um, the few dollars uh, well, few dollars I think it's more like pennies that we get from the sales do help to keep Combo Daily alive so I appreciate it if people do click on the affiliate links there's my shameless plug but uh, which means that 1130 sales number is quite low compared to what was actually sold but we only know what was sold through comic retailers so, I would expect the number to be quite a bit higher considering Amazon had it and had a good discount. But that was it for December. Um, as well for December, then let's look at the out-of-print sales. Again, these are books, artist editions that are no longer available directly from the publisher to retailers. Uh, not, uh, I was surprised uh, the low sales for December, I guess. Uh, Christmas gifts, these are older books, but... Uh, Maybe they just didn't make the Christmas list this year. Uh, Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition. One sale, $27. This uh, had been been cleared out uh, previous months. And we saw that price go down and down. And now this is, seems to be the remnants uh, on uh, eBay. Uh, we had one sale of Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition, first print. Uh, no sales of the second print. And that one sale went for 175 Now, this is the book that started the Artist Edition format off. And uh, even though there is a first and second print, they are both out of print. I'm surprised to see there's just not more sales of that. And, of course, the most coveted Artist Edition, possibly. It's the one I hear about most frequently from people who say, Ah, oh, I missed out on that one. I wish I could have got that. 
was David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition. Uh, three sales in December uh, with an average of $142.99, which isn't that bad that, uh, as far as an increase goes from its original price. It's pretty reasonable. I believe that went for 100 when it originally shipped. Could have been 125 I think it was 100 I guess I could look that up. Uh, one sale for John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. That was one twelve fifty, And that was, uh, again, not much over original retail. Marvel Covers Artist Edition. Three sales, averaging $96.66. One sale for Mike Mignola's Hellboy in Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition for $164.96. I think that's getting the best return on the original price. Four sales of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artist Edition first print. Now that second print is still available, but this is the first print. And the average sale was $120.49. I know that's below its original cover price, so that is a good deal. And then two sales of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition. First print, second print still available. And those averaged $138.41. Slightly up from the original cover again so that was the second artist edition so those early artist editions um, not getting the return that I thought uh, I mean I don't look at these books as an investment certainly but I thought those at least those first three or four artist editions uh, from uh, you know 2010, 2011, 2012 I thought the price would be increasing a little bit more than what it has interesting no letters this month sadly um, anybody who's got a question about our seditions, please uh, send me an email, and I will try and answer that. Emails uh, on the AE index, so please take a look. And I welcome comments on any of the AE index posts. So again, we had those two releases for January, and that was Chris Somney's Daredevil Artist Edition, released on January 4th, and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition, January 25th. It's interesting that name. Because it's, uh, you know, the DC Jack Kirby books say Jack Kirby without the apostrophe S, which indicates ownership, right? <coughs> Maybe that's a stickling point for DC. Anyways, and it's Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four artist edition, not Jack Kirby's The Fantastic Four. So the, let's, talk, let's discuss those two books. The Somni book um, was the first standard IDW slipcase book. And, it, and that's because it contains two books. It contains the standard 12 by 17 hardcover, collecting Daredevil issues 23 to 27 from Chris Somney, written by Mark Wade. Those uh, issues uh, with cover are collected, and uh, you get the full issue of original art. Then you get uh, the layouts by the artist, and they put four layouts to a page. Then you get the next issue. So it's a nice, you can look, you can, well, I was going to say you can read the issue, but you can't read the issue because there's no lettering. The lettering was done digitally, not in the artwork, and it's not included. So the, when you, the, the art is gorgeous. Somni does the full panels. He's not, he's not actually leaving space for uh, the word balloons most of the time. Or, I mean, he does the full backgrounds. He's not leaving blanks for the word balloon. So the art is gorgeous. There's no question. But you're not going to be reading the issues in this book. And then uh, to accompany that book is a soft cover uh, landscape format book. So it's 17 by 12. 
and that includes uh, the Mark Wade's uh, scripts that he sent to Somni. Uh, Somni prints them out, and then he does little thumbnail sketches on them well, with his initial ideas. Those have been collected in this softcover book. I did, uh, I did try and lay them one on top of the other and try and get an idea of can I, you know, can I still read this story? And it really doesn't work. Uh, I understand modern artist editions with modern comic pages are just not going to have the lettering. That still makes me a bit sad that I'm missing out on being able to open these up and read them. But I'm also thankful to have the artwork. And that's that, uh, that's that review. Please check it out online. It's quite good. It's quite a good book. The other big book of the month was Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition. And I mean, this, this is probably the book that Artist Edition fans have been clamoring for. I mean, Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four, Marvel's, uh, you know, preeminent uh, Silver Age book. And here we have what people say is Kirby's best work on Fantastic Four. It's that latter part of the uh, first 100 issues. Um, you get issues 71, 82, 83, and annual 6. Let me just check that. No, sorry. 80 and issue 84. So it's a good run of issues there. And the artwork is gorgeous. I mean... Jack Kirby, it really is. He really is doing his finest work here. And it's the energy and the, you know, the Kirby, you know, the Kirby crackle and the, the line work is so beautiful and the facial expressions are just stunning. And, they, you know, I didn't realize, you know, at this size, I mean, it's 12 by 17. It's still the modern artwork size. But the, uh, the depth of what you can see in the artwork from, you know, it's, like I said, Kirby's faces are just stunning. I love just to look at them and the hands. And the detail that's put in there. And then uh, Joe Sinnott's um, inking on these is really crisp. Just beautiful. Um, very clean. Very detailed. The uh, For the age of these pages, they, they look gorgeous. And some of them are actually so clean. I wonder if there's been any sort of restoration done. There's a, there's a Silver Surfer page that's just so white. Uh, it makes me think that the, some treatment's been done to remove the uh, paper aging, but I can't tell for sure. It's interesting. The uh, you get the complete issues, and then you get a, the cover gallery at the back. And I, uh, looking at the cover gallery, I recognize uh, some of these Kirby pages that have been available for auction the last few years. But so it's nice to uh, to get your hands on them, so to speak, in this in this book, and see them full size. Uh, There's a great introduction by John Byrne. And then the, the book closes with the one-page uh, bio of Jack Kirby. Uh, Serban Christescu uh, did the design on this book. Um, for reference, he also did the design of the Al Williamson's uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back book. And he's got a very clean, uh, minimal style. He doesn't like to put much color in the book. Uh, every issue of this book has, a, has separated pages. And he's, uh, he's used large artwork with a, the only color is like a blue-gray um, highlight, highlight almost. And then the, uh, it's clean, it's really crisp looking, a nice, nice looking book. Scans are gorgeous. Uh, for an older book, everything's really great looking. And actually the same can be said for uh, the Somni book. Uh, as I talked about before, I believe 
Uh, well, Somni's wife is thanked in, in this book, and uh, he mentioned in the podcast that his wife did all the scans. So they're great looking as well. I did review one other book in uh, uh, January, and that was uh, Sergio Aragonés' Grew the Wanderer Arts Edition. That was an older book that I had, you know, waited to pick up. I'm not a Sergio Aragonés fan. Um, this was a very early artist edition that I just uh, wasn't interested in getting. And then uh, as time progressed, and as I, I think I've talked about previously, in 2016 I decided I'm going to get every artist edition. So this is one of my uh, later purchases. And then as I go back and review as many as I can, I realize that uh, this was one of the few outstanding ones. And I really did enjoy it. There was a lot of great artwork in this book. Um, while I'm not a fan of the humor genre, it's well it's well done here. Uh, Mark Vanier did the writing, but uh, Aragon is, uh, has these double page uh, splashes that introduces the book, and the level of detail is just uh, it's it's stunning. These are it's a really great collection of a uh, of a complete story from uh, the Gru Epic Run issues ninety six and ninety nine. Uh, well worth checking out. For that and on every review, please go to the A Index and have a look. Uh, which, uh, you know, I've been debating whether I want to keep calling it the Artist Edition Index. I mean, I've got a ridiculously long name for the index, which I, because that's how I started it with, and I called it the Artist Edition, Gallery Edition, Original Art Archives Index, which, but then I've adopted AE as my symbol for, uh, for Twitter and Facebook. And on Twitter, I did register as uh, at AE Index. On Facebook, I did Artist Edition Index. And uh, I'm just, uh, are we embracing calling these format books just the AE format? Maybe that's what I should be moving towards. So I'll, I'll think about it. As well, uh, I apologize for the slight delay for this month's podcast. I had recorded it yesterday, but uh, I recorded it on a laptop, and I didn't realize when I plugged in the laptop and plugged in my microphone that the uh, I use Audacity, and it had uh, defaulted to the internal microphone on the laptop. So when I went to review the recording and set it up for posting today, I saw that uh, the audio was terrible. And looking into it further, I saw, yes, it wasn't using my desk microphone that I use. I use a Microsoft uh, Blue Snow condenser microphone. It was, in fact, using the internal laptop microphone, which was, you know, about two feet away from me and sounded terrible. Now, this, uh, this podcasting is new to me. This is only the fourth podcast I've done. And sadly, it's the third one I've done twice because uh, those first ones I had to repeat. I could not get my thoughts together enough to have a semi-coherent 30-minute podcast, which uh, I guess at this point it's semi-coherent. I'd like to uh, make it completely coherent, but maybe that'll come with my 100th episode. That's it for this month. Uh, thank you for joining me in this uh, audible tour of the A Index in the month of for the posts for the month of January 2017. Again, please visit us at comicbookdaily.com slash aeindex or at aeindex.org. They both go to the same place. Thanks. <laughs>